0: Hey builders, welcome to another episode of the People of Growth Podcast. I am your host, Nate Elliott. Today, our guest is Pilar Terry. Pilar is a an entertainment PR and marketing specialist. We had a really, really fun conversation. For me, it's it's really fun to interact with people and to have it be really comfortable. and We laugh and we get along. And, and this was one of those episodes where we just really clicked and we bounced a lot of ideas off of each other. And I feel like I learned a ton and I'm excited for you all to... Learn from Pilar. She has so much good stuff to share. So let's jump right into the show. Pilar, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: You know what? I am so great. Thank you so much for having me, Nate. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I wanted to start it off. I tried to start it off in a kind of a fun, eccentric way. I was digging through your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And it says that you are a big fan of nachos. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Oh my gosh. There, you know what? What's so great about nachos is that you can really eat them for any meal, like breakfast nachos, obviously that's chile chilequiles, right? And then you can eat them for lunch or or dinner. You can make them as simple as you want with just like nachos and cheese, maybe a little bit of salsa, Um, or you can make them like super elaborate with like all the toppings you want on them. I mean, nachos are just... They're just a really, really great meal. Thank you for bringing that up. You really (laughs) set the tone for this because I I love them so much. There was this spot on Main Street. So I live in Santa Monica. There was a spot on Main Street called M Street Kitchen that made this decadent plate of $15 nachos. And I would go there multiple times a week just for the nachos. Sometimes I'd just go by myself and sit at the bar and eat nachos. (laughs) That 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 was a great nacho.
0: Yeah, so, so you also claim to be a hot sauce aficionado. So does, do those overlap?
1: Um, no, they don't. I don't really like hot sauce on my nachos, but I would put hot sauce on anything else. And funny you mentioned that I put that in my LinkedIn. I did it just to be like kind of fun. Mm -hmm. and a a kid who was developing a hot sauce actually reached out to me on linkedin was like hey you said you're an aficionado i'd love to pick your brain about different things i'd love to send you a sample we ended up having like a 30 minute phone call about hot sauce and i'm going to try to support his hot sauce company anywhere that i can
0: that's awesome yeah i love to dig into like your linkedin presence and stuff a little bit later but first why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what you do
1: Sure. So my name is Pilar Terry. I am a, wow, I'm a brand communications specialist or brand communications expert, I guess you can say. Um, I don't use the term publicist because usually with people, they think red carpets, they think talent publicists, they think kind of like celebrity handholding. And all of that is fun and great, mm-hmm. but that is absolutely not what I do. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I do like brand strategy and communications, uh, namely corporate communications. And I know to some people that sounds so boring and so dry, <laughs> but it is it is actually... So incredibly exciting to be at the forefront of advertising and marketing and and brand building, helping brands figure out what their stories are, who to tell that story to, and how to tell it is just super yeah. exciting for me i 've done everything from let 's launch a new brand or let 's launch a new product with like legacy brands or let 's build startups and let 's start from the ground up and figure out who we are and what, what we want people to know about us. And I think that that is just really exciting. So it's everything from straight up media relations, like reaching out to journalists, trying to get them to cover your client. It's everything from that to, you know, figuring out what your LinkedIn profile says, what is, what does your website say? Who are your target audiences? It's also, are there different speaking opportunities out there? Are there podcast interviews like yours that we can tap into? It's really figuring out a brand's narrative and telling that story as many ways as possible in the most effective way possible. That's probably a longer answer than you wanted, but no, that's perfect. Okay, great. Yeah. that's, That's what I do.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. So, you talk you do a lot of different things. What is like the rewarding thing at the end of the day that like you look forward to? What is the success that you see for your clients that like really drives why you do what you do?
1: That is a great question. And I'm going to answer it in two parts. Okay. On a, like a consumer side, when I, there's a psychic brand that I work with called Keen, and um, they've got a network of amazing psychics that really help people through, through their, their life issues and mm-hmm. try to help them with spiritual guidance and help them find clarity. When I get an email, like I did this morning from one of the psychics that I work with that says, a customer told me today that they called me. Um, for advice based on the fact that they saw me in an article in refinery 29 thank you so much my business is growing oh my gosh heart explosions that makes me so 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 happy so that's like on the consumer side on the business side when I hear that when I hear from a potential new client that I was referred by another client that was just like we love her so much. She's absolutely amazing. You have to work with her. And it's a client that I'm already working with that is super gratifying as well, because it means that I've created a, a, a a partnership with, with my clients so much, and they've enjoyed it so much that they're telling other people about me and MC brand communications and the work that we do. So, and then honestly, getting a journalist to write back, just getting an email response from a journalist is always, always great because there's so many times that they, they never write back.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, so man. You I, I get totally it. feel that. Yep. You
1: get it. But just, even if it's a, I'm going to pass at this time, that also makes me happy. Cause it's like, yep. I, I feel seen. I'm so excited. Yep.
0: Thank you. Yep. Yeah, totally. And, and I think that, like you said, like when you get those client referrals or like you have to work with, with Pilar because she does such great work. What better validation is there than uh. your clients love you so much that they're going to tell their friends.
1: I know it feels it feels so good and I am incredibly grateful for it especially now when nothing is certain and so many people are trying to find their way professionally and they don't know what they're doing or they just lost a position or something like to have to have the validation that like the universe is telling me to stay on this path because you're doing the right thing and we're going to reward you because you're doing the right thing is is amazing
0: yeah, that's incredible. So I want to segue a little bit into your journey. So you've okay. been working in the world of PR for a while now. You
1: did,
0: <laughs> yes. you did broadcast journalism at University, University of Southern California. Fine on, I guess when I think of PR and marketing and stuff like that, I would think, oh, you get a marketing degree. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do that. So why, why broadcast journalism? And then how did you get into the career that you're working in now?
1: Really good questions. You're just, you're killing it, man. (laughs) (laughs) How are they connected? They're completely connected and they're also not at all connected. Essentially, when I started at USC, I wanted to be an on-camera journalist. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. an anchor. And I loved the feeling of being in the newsroom. I was actually, <laughs> I was the weather girl at Annenberg TV at USG Awesome. for a hot semester. So like, I know how to use a green screen <laughs> there and you go. I that's, that's what I thought I wanted to do. So I interned at Good Morning America, their Los Angeles bureau here in, um, in Southern California. And 9-11 happened and I was working that day. So I report to my internship and it's the most... I mean, I'm not sure how old you are and how familiar you are with, like, that actual day, but, like, it is yeah. the most intense day that's ever happened to our country. And if you are a journalist, like, this is basically what you've signed up for, right? Mm-hmm. To report on a story like this. This is the story of the century. I realized being at Good Morning America on that day, this is absolutely not what I want to do <laughs> with yeah. the rest of my life. Like, in that moment where it was like, I should have. I felt like I should have gotten the validation of like, oh my God, this is what this is what I signed up for. This is my passion, and it no, no, it was just yep. like red flags, alarms going off. Like this, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, whew, at the same time, I was taking an intro to public relations class at USC taught by Howard Bragman, and he was like, we are looking for interns for next semester. So I was like. F it. I'm just gonna try my hand at this. Let's see what yeah. let's see what public relations is all about. Knowing nothing about it. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that this industry existed when I got to when I got to college. Started interning there and fell in love with it. Just fell in love with like the fact that there's so many pieces of the puzzle. Like, yes, it's red carpet events, but it's also talking to journalists. It's also figuring out brand narratives. It's also, I mean, just so many things. I just fell in love with the idea. So I interned there. Then I was, and when I say there, I mean BNC, B- Bragman, Diamond, um Now it's been a whole bunch of different companies. I don't yeah. even know the name now, but it was like a very, very pedigreed, like entertainment public relations firm. So I interned and then I was the receptionist. And then I just stayed. I was there for like five or six years, like wow. really learning the ropes of PR and figuring out. And the skills that I learned at BNC are skills that honestly I still use today, like 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so far back. But uh, that really laid the foundation for for my career and yeah. then i was able to and then oh my gosh at bnc i got to work on some bomb brands like nike brand jordan we were releasing the jordan every every year at at all-star so like i got to meet awesome. mj and like walk him down that's the carpet so cool. and he'd be like hey pilar so cool. and be like oh my god Michael jordan and he yeah. knows my name
0: yeah um, that's so insane to
1: work on that oh it was man One of the highlights of my career, and it was like at the very beginning. I'm like, I can't top this.
0: (laughs) Right? Uh, Where do you go from there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Nowhere. Uh, Got to work with Nike brand Jordan and PlayStation when, like, PlayStations was like the only thing happening in gaming. We know it's totally different now. But like worked on PlayStation, uh, worked on T-Mobile when like sidekicks were a hot thing and like all of the celebrity tabloids were talking about Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. Like the pictures from those events were events that I was working at. So like really learning my hand at like the different parts of of PR and entertainment public relations. So definitely left broadcast journalism behind and kind of picked up the reins of PR and never looked back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so interesting. I was interviewing, like I said, told you before this, I was interviewing Melissa Marquez. She's a, a marine biologist who studies sharks. So cool. And it was really cool. Almost every single person, I was telling her this last night, almost every single person I interviewed was like, yeah, I was going down this path. And then like (laughs) something crazy happened and I did this different thing or I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then here I am and I love it. And it's so interesting to me. I think that I really appreciate that you said that because so many people, at least for me, like I went to college and I was like, I'm going to be a dentist. Uh I can do it. This is going to be great. And then I Uh watched my Uh brother-in-law drill teeth for three hours and I was like, nope, it's (laughs) over. And I didn't know (laughs) what I was going to do. And it's so, it's so like it's scary to be in that position where you're like, Oh no, I thought I had this all planned out. What am oh, yeah. I going to do now?
1: Yeah. And so it's
0: like, it's a huge, like, I think it's a huge relief I, for people to hear you say that like, yeah, I thought I was going to do this. And, and then I didn't.
1: Wow. Not even like, did I not do it? I like knew that that was exactly what I did not want to do. Yeah. And I and that's ran. scary. It, yeah. So I was like, what the, well, <laughs> we'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I tell, so I'm on the USC alumni advisory board Mm -hmm. and it's a position that I'm really, really proud of and I take it seriously. And once I kind of put on my LinkedIn that I was on this board, uh, oh, for the School of Annenberg communications and journalism yeah right so once i posted that i was on this board i get all of these like young people coming to me like hey can i just have 30 minutes of your time i want to talk about like what's next for me because i just graduated and like the economy is a shit show or i've been working in this and like can i just talk to you and i'm like sure and the one piece of advice that i give to everyone is it's also, so everyone's like, I got to figure out what I want to do. It's really important to figure out what you don't want to do. I think yep. that that's honestly even more important so that you're yep. not like staying somewhere complacent because you don't know what you want to do yet. If you don't like that thing, don't do have to do it. Like just, yep. but also figure those things out. So I figured out along the way, like, okay, I like PR, but I don't want to stick to just entertainment PR. I think I want to go over here or... Yeah. Just like give, make sure that you give yourself the opportunity to also identify what you hate so you don't get stuck doing it.
0: No, I, it's, it's so incredible that you're saying that because over (laughs) the past like month, this past, I'm in, I'm in law school right now. So I've been congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I'm on an accelerated track. So I do, I go in the summer and this summer was the most miserable summer of my life. I was doing tax work and I was doing all these classes that I didn't like and I was trying to do these extracurriculars too and my Uh schedule was just like it was miserable and so at the end of the semester I was pretty sure that I didn't want to do law school anymore I was like telling my wife like hey maybe I'm going to start looking for jobs I might if I find a job maybe maybe we'll just be done with this yes but what I did is I said you know what why don't I start cutting out all the things that I don't like about law school
1: all the things that I hate yeah and I
0: I pared down my schedule so much that I was just basically doing classes and then other stuff that I – like hobbies and stuff. Right. And since then, I've had a complete 180-degree turn on my relationship with law school because I'm I'm doing things that I care about.
1: Yes. Oh, my – and honestly, when you do things that you care about, like the universe – I'm a little bit woo woo, just so you know. <laughs> but when you do things you're, you care about and you're on the right track, the universe rewards you for it, right? And things yep. almost seem a little bit too easy because stuff starts falling into place. Yep. Because you're not you're not blocking your blessings anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same thing is true in relationships. Like, I see some of my friends who like continue to date the wrong dudes or the yep. wrong girls, and they're like, "Why do I keep being in the situation?" Well, because you're going down the wrong path and the universe is actively trying to block you from going the wrong way and you keep going the wrong way. But when you like turn that corner and just shift your perspective, things fall into place for you and that it's true professionally and personally.
0: Oh yeah. And I think one thing that I think I was afraid of is I always thought, you know, I have to be doing a lot of things and I have to say yes to everything because you don't know what opportunities are. And that's so, that's so wrong. like, Say no to things that you don't like, say no to things you're not interested in, so you have time to say yes to the things you actually care about.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Like, let's just let's just talk all day and just tell each other (laughs) everything that we've learned along the way. I mean, that's another thing about saying no. A potential client came to me last week and was like, hey, I want to start talks again about potentially working with your agency okay so like we're always on the lookout for new clients right and like growing the business that's very important to have stuff in the pipeline i just knew in my gut i didn't want it i didn't want to do it and so i'm talking to my husband about whether or not like what is it what is it like to say no should i just like take the call anyway um because i'm a big advocate of always at least taking the call yeah but he was like you're running this like why are you wasting your time if you know you don't want to do it, then don't do it. And so I politely passed on the business and that felt amazing because it freed up time for me to work on current clients. And I just, I felt good about that. You're right. You don't have to say yes all the time at all. No, Mm -mm.
0: no. And, and it's so interesting because I listened to, I don't know, I've, like I said, I've talked to a lot of people that a main thing that they've said is that they didn't exactly know where their career was going, but they were open to opportunities And if you're not like, if you fill your schedule up and you say yes to everything, can you really be open to opportunities if you like, don't even have the capacity to say yes? Like, Um, I don't know. I just think young people fall um, into the trap of saying yes too much. Yeah. Super interesting. Super interesting.
1: (laughs) Ironically. Yes. Yes. I have to say that. No, you're, you're right. So I think, like you said, you Learned that by paring down your law school experience. Now you love it. Mm-hmm. I tell people that I mentor. I tell my my team, learn what you don't want to do. Give it a shot. But like, learn what you don't want to do. And like, knock that off your list. Then you're even yep. closer to finding what you're passionate about. It happened to me in my career. I'll be totally honest with you. I got burned out on public relations. Uh, I want to say like seven years in. Seven or eight yep. years in. It's like why am I doing this? I'm stressed out all the time. I am working ridiculous hours. There's so much out of my control because I I usually focus on earned media, which is basically me picking up the phone and asking a writer like, will you write about this, please? Like doing that over and over and over again, right? And it's, and you can get a great story and then it's bumped or your client was not included and it's an editorial decision and it's out of your hands. There's nothing you can do, so I got burned out. So I'm like, "F this!" But what am I gonna do? Because <laughs> yep. I still need to make money to pay back yep. my student kind loans at USC. Yep. Yeah. So I segued uh, like inter- entertainment public relations into entertainment marketing and learned a whole new set of skills in like product placement when that was still like a huge thing, brand integration, content creation, syndication and distribution. Then I fell into strategic partnerships, learning that like you can like do matchmaking with brands to create programs and campaigns and it's yeah. super fun. So like, it's like, Hey, Sundance, uh, film festival, Timberland wants to be a part of that. And then we might like made a little cute strategic partnership, baby. And then yep. now all the directors at Sundance are wearing Timberland jackets and I'll get to go to Sundance for free. Like, yeah, it's like, I found this entirely new area with that was within a PR and marketing that I didn't even know about because I said no to PR for, mm-hmm. for a good five or six years. And then it, then I ended up coming back and I love it again, but I gave yeah. myself a break. This is something else that I tell um, people that I mentor or just anybody who asks people on the street. Um, the decision that you make now doesn't mean that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yep give yourself a freaking break, you know, like, right. I, I own my own company, you know, and I love it. And I love what I'm doing. But like, maybe in five years, I'm like, I want to own a scuba diving school. Who knows? Man? Right. But I'm giving myself the ability to make that kind of decision. And I think other people should too.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. I I don't know. And it's so being willing to follow your interests, I think is is really important because somebody really smart told me, If you care about what you do and you like what you do for your job, then you think about it outside of work and then you have such a chance to be really, really good at something. And so like you can go to work every day and like beat your head against the wall and be fine (laughs) at your job and then you hate your life afterwards. But if you like what you do and you care about it, then you're going to be the best at what you do. And I think you have to be – like willing to dive deep and figure out what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you find where you really fit and then you can be happy
1: oh my in gosh. your job. Yes. It I wish I had learned that lesson a yeah, lot. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot sooner. I think with the entertainment industry, making that distinction is a little bit harder because people are constantly telling you, oh my God, your job is so cool. And so yeah. if you're like I freaking hate every part of this, but everybody else outside of your job or your like friends and family, like, oh my God, your job's so cool. Look at all the cool stuff that you're doing. And then you feel like, well, I should stay here because everybody else thinks it's cool. Yeah. And so there's there's more pressure in that way. But I finally learned to not succumb to that pressure and was just like, This sucks. I don't want to do this. And went yeah. in a different direction, but then but then came back. This is fun.
0: Yeah, it's super fun. It's it's almost <laughs> like Living someone else's dream doesn't make you happy. Oh, my God.
1: You should put that on a mug and make t-shirts.
0: We might have to do that.
1: (laughs) I'll do the product launch for it. I got the PR. It'll be fine. Man, you are so right. And sometimes living your own dream or what you thought was your dream also isn't, isn't what you wanted and isn't fulfilled. Filling. So, yep. what is that thing that makes you, I don't want to say excited to get up in the morning, but like, because getting up in the morning now during a pandemic with everything that's going on, yep. that's a struggle. Yep. But what is it that keeps you going mm-hmm. and finding finding that? And that's through the process of elimination, but also giving yourself breaks.
0: Totally. Yeah. I really no, like lots that, though. Of so much it? good stuff.
1: Yeah, man. This is, that's, what else you got? I want to answer all your <laughs> questions.
0: I want to start to wrap things up by asking you, okay, so you've built an incredible career for yourself in the world of PR and marketing and branding, and you've done, like you said, a lot of different things, and you've Uh been able to find things that you like. What would you tell somebody that is listening to this and they're thinking, okay, what Pilar is doing sounds really interesting to me, but either like, I don't, I didn't go to school for that. And so I want to make a career change or I have no schooling. How should they go about pursuing a path that you've pursued?
1: Number one, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'm happy to have that conversation with them. So there's that number two, it is absolutely okay that you don't have a degree in this. I don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is, okay that you may not have training in something like this. What it is important to do is honestly do like the hot sauce guy did when he reached out to yeah. me. LinkedIn stalking. LinkedIn is my best friend. Reach out to people and say like, hey, can I have a conversation with you? I think that that is, re- like look at people who are working at companies or brands that you might wanna work for, or, co- or people with job titles that you might be interested in. And just reach out to them, ask them for a yeah. chat. And when you do get some of their time and usually people, I mean, people love to talk about what they do. So, mm-hmm. um, but come, come prepared, like have a few questions that you might want to ask them, like things you really want to get into know about. So that's the second thing. So what's, first thing, hit me up on LinkedIn. Second thing, yeah. hit other people up on LinkedIn. Third thing, read the trades, read the advertising and marketing industry trades as much as you can. That's, Ad age that 's ad week that 's campaign u s that 's the drum that 's marketing dive that 's wall street journal that is New york times l a times like read read the paper just like just to wrap your mind around to get a pulse on like what 's going on in the industry and and so you could see what 's happening totally and I think that'll give you a, yeah I think that'll give you a sense of like is this something that you really want to do? based on like what's happening out there right now because i think it grounds you in like you might have an idea of like this industry or this job in your head but then when you're actually reading the paper or the actual paper or reading it online however you consume your media uh, (laughs) (laughs) that'll give you more of a sense of reality of like what's really going on you can see like It'll, it'll either validate your your want or your need or your desire, or it'll be like, oh, maybe this is not for me, which is fine. You haven't yep. wasted any time. You've just marked something off your list and you can move on to the next thing. But I think that's important like reading, uh, getting a sense of the industry, reaching out to folks, asking to have conversations with them, and absolutely using me as a resource on LinkedIn as well.
0: Awesome. I appreciate that. It, you need to, like, like you said, you need to dig into it and you need to figure out. If you actually like, we all have an idea of what it's like to do something. Mm-hmm. I had an idea of what it was like to be a lawyer and then I went to law school is completely different. Right. And so you have to, you have to, it, I I wish I would have dug into it before I went to law school. <laughs> it would have saved me some time right. or, or it would have helped me know what to expect. So I, I really appreciate that. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Last question I have for you is, mm-hmm. okay, so it sounds like you love LinkedIn and maybe you. you might be a LinkedIn master. So what is one thing that somebody listening to this can do to up their LinkedIn game?
1: Ooh, that is really great. Two things, I think. Number one, make sure that it's current. Make sure that it is current and as fleshed out as possible. As far as like what you've done at past organizations or what you're doing now. Yeah. Number two, make sure that your bio is also a little bit longer than one sentence, but no longer than like a paragraph mm-hmm. to kind of give like some depth and breadth to like all of your experience. Yeah. And number three, like give it a personal touch. Like, yes, it's LinkedIn. Yes, it's the platform for professionals, but like we're not robots, right? We're all freaking mm-hmm. humans. So, like, be human yep. in your profile. Like I threw in hot sauce aficionado. Am I a credited or credentialed hot sauce person? <laughs> no, I just really like hot sauce a lot. So like add, add in something fun, add in something with your personality.
0: Totally. No, yeah. I think that's, that's totally right. Cause we all want to work with somebody that we like or that yes. is a real person that we can be friends with. So mm-hmm. showing people that we are fun and friendly is, is great.
1: Yes. Only if you are fun and friendly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> if exactly.
1: If you're not... Showcase that you're dry and unfun. That's fine too. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And this has been like hugely beneficial for me. The reason we even started this is because I like to have conversations with people like you and I get a ton out of it. And so sharing it with other people is just like a cherry on top. So thank you for teaching me so much. This was really fun. You're so
1: welcome. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. The last thing I want to do is where can people follow you? So you are on LinkedIn.
1: Right. You can just look up Pilar Terry.
0: Yeah, Pilar Terry, P-I-L-A-A-R Terry, T-E-R-R-Y. And if people want to follow you on on the other social medias, can they find you on there as well?
1: Absolutely. I am on Instagram. Okay, this is going to, I got to spell it out. It's a long one. It's at Pilar Akila. So it's P-I-L-A-A-R-A-I-K-E-L-A-H. Okay. Or you can also find me on Instagram at short book report and okay. yeah, um, short book report is short dot book dot report. Um, a little bit on that really quickly. Um, so yeah. during COVID, uh, I needed to find a creative outlet because all I was doing was like going to the kitchen table to like work out to the kitchen table, to the couch, to the kitchen. Yep. Table. Exactly. And, um, a lot of, Friends know that I am an avid reader and I love to read. Um, so they're coming to me for like book recommendations because like, what else are you going to do? It's COVID, right? So yep. I ended up starting a Instagram channel that's completely dedicated to books. And it's just one sentence book reports. They're not book reviews. I'm not telling you if it's good or bad, but it's a funny take on, um, the books that I read and I post every day because I'm reading voraciously, and I've yes. I've done everything from the Bible to a book that my husband's aunt wrote on the Donner Party. So there's lots there of go. there's lots of fun stuff in there. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is super cool. I'm I'm looking at it right now, and oh, there's so like bad. there's such a a variety of books. Like mm-hmm. you have the Notebook, the Bible, you have. <laughs> Twilight, Harry yep. Potter, like there's there's so much in here. So I'm definitely going to give that a follow, Please. and everyone should check that out as well.
1: Please do.
0: And then you're on Twitter too, as well, right?
1: Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, what am I on Twitter? Give me one second. I was, man, tweeting up a storm during the presidential debates because yeah, that was,
0: that was wild.
1: <laughs> holy, holy moly. Okay, on Twitter, I am. Okay, I'm at the real black swan. Okay. So instead of the real black swan, it's the real black Perfect. swan. And
0: we'll link to all that in the notes.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been so fun. This and has I been really great. encourage people to go and, and follow Pilar and check out her work. She's done some really incredible things. If you go check out her LinkedIn, you'll be like, what? How <laughs> has she done that many things? So <laughs> thank you so much. Thank and you. This was really fun. And take care.
1: You too, Nate. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks again for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Go and give Pilar a follow or connect with her on LinkedIn. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram as well. We'll link it all in the show notes if you want to find it. And then also we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash And there's lots of different tiers. You can get ad free versions of the episodes. You can get monthly shout outs. You can get a free t-shirt every three months. You can request questions. There's different tiers for everyone. So go check us out if you like what we're doing. It means a lot. We'd love to know who you are and be able to make this podcast better for you. So until next time, keep building.